Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle Now. The practice of sweeping encampments of unhoused people is controversial. A federal circuit ruling made it illegal in certain circumstances and went as far as to describe the practice as cruel and unusual. But now, progressive cities on the West Coast are hoping the conservative Supreme Court will intervene. Seattle Times reporter Greg Kim is here to tell us why officials in Seattle and other cities want the ruling overturned and what they'd plan to do without restrictions. But first, let's get you caught up. Jewish activists will be hosting a sit-in outside of Senator Patty Murray's downtown Seattle office this afternoon to call for the U.S. to stop providing funding to Israel. The organization Jewish Voice for Peace will be hosting the event. They're also asking Murray to demand a ceasefire between Israel and Palestine and to allow humanitarian aid to enter Gaza. Jewish Voice for Peace also was outside Murray's office late last week. And we'll be having some weather whiplash this week. Keep your rain gear ready for today and tomorrow. The National Weather Service predicts some showers. It's going to get a lot warmer, though. Temperatures will be heading into the upper 60s tomorrow. The sun will be out for the end of the week. Don't get too comfortable, though. It'll be rainy and back into the 50s over the weekend. We'll end with some good sports news. Megan Rapinoe's got at least one more home game here in Seattle. O.L. Reign are headed to the NWSL playoffs. The team won their final regular season game Sunday against Chicago, thanks to not one but two goals by Rapinoe during that game. The Reign host Angel City FC this coming Friday at Lumen Field. It's the Reign's fifth consecutive playoff appearance and seventh all-time. A decade-old Ninth Circuit court case in Idaho has had a big influence on Seattle's response to homelessness. Six unhoused people in Boise were fined by police for violating the city's anti-camping ordinances. In court, the group argued the action violated their First Amendment rights. The city's few available shelters were either full or made Christian programming mandatory for their long-term residents. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed, and in 2018, Martin v. Boise made it illegal to fine, arrest, or sweep an unhoused person unless they refused available shelter. Homelessness advocates hoped that the ruling would force cities away from enforcement or sweeps for fear of repeat lawsuits. But Seattle Times reporter Greg Kim says cities just adapted, continued sweeping, but with caveats. When they go around and do encampment sweeps or removals, they will go in first and offer people a shelter bed. And then only if they refuse or if they refuse to move, then will cities enforce the camping ban. Now, progressive cities along the West Coast, including Seattle, want the conservative U.S. Supreme Court to rule on Martin v. Boise to make it easier for cities to conduct sweeps and avoid lawsuits. Greg Kim is a staff reporter with the Seattle Times. He wrote an article about why and what frustrated authorities hope to do without these restrictions. Greg, glad you're here. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for having me, Patricia. All right. So West Coast cities, including Seattle, say that this ruling has created significant problems for them, that it's too burdensome. Let's talk about why. I'd say the main reason why cities are trying to overturn Martin v. Boise is that they keep getting sued over their enforcement policies with encampments. And uh, that's partly because 
Martin v. Boise was not exactly super clear in like, this is the minimum criteria that you have to do and you won't get sued. Instead, it said this specific situation in Boise is not allowed, right? And cities aren't willing to walk away from an enforcement approach to encampments. That's another factor we have to talk about. And the reason that house residents keep demanding that encampments be removed is, is because there's more of them. Uh, there's more, significantly more unsheltered homelessness now than five years ago in, in these West Coast cities like Seattle, LA, Sacramento. And they do have impacts uh, on, uh, on the community around them. And so city officials are facing letters and calls and emails saying, hey, get this encampment or get these tents off of the sidewalk right next to my home, right next to my children's school. And elected officials are having to do something about it. Um, the, the, the demand is so high. All right, Greg, so we have a narrow but pretty ambiguous ruling from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals about when and what you can do with people who are currently living homeless in cities. We have what seems like an intractable homelessness problem in the city of Seattle and city leaders who are saying in many ways they're at a loss, right, with this ruling and sometimes without this ruling about how to solve this problem. What specifically does Seattle want to do that it can't currently do because of this ruling? City officials in these democratic progressive cities generally aren't going to come out and say we want to take a harsher uh, enforcement approach to homelessness. That's probably not something that would be politically wise for them to say. That said, if you kind of read into the city officials call to overturn Martin v. Boise, what uh, legal experts say is a rather limited protection for people who are unsheltered and living outside. Legal experts have said, you know, the, the logical consequence or the logical reasoning behind that is that they want to take a harsher enforcement approach that would allow them to sweep more encampments. They wouldn't be limited by the number of shelter beds that they have. They could do it more often. They could come in harder. And maybe some of them are hoping that if everyone knows that you will be fined or arrested, there, you know, some officials might hope that that drives the problem away from their cities. It's interesting, Greg, because there are definitely people on the city council and city government and county government who are on the record saying more needs to be done to move people out of these spaces. Sweeps people are on the radar. But what you seem to be saying is that there's a little more behind that. And maybe people who may not be out front as politicians have some ideas about the way they might do this if things were different. Yeah. One other thing I'll add is that elected officials will often say something like, we need to move people inside and that sweeps are a way to do that. You can follow the reasoning in that basically what they're saying is we need kind of a threat of enforcement so that people will choose to go into the shelter. That's kind of what they're saying. That's interesting that people wouldn't choose to go into shelters. There's reasons for that. Maybe it's the quality of shelter. Maybe if a person's choosing to be outside over the shelter, that that might tell you some of the conditions of that shelter. Another thing is that in these big West Coast cities like Seattle, L.A., San Francisco, there simply are not enough shelter beds for everybody. In most cases, 
the number of people sleeping outside on the street is two, three, multiple times what the number of uh, shelter beds in that city exist. In your reporting, you mentioned that some cities are finding creative ways to sweep people off the streets without offering housing. I'm thinking about Burien coming to mind. Let's talk about Burien and, and maybe other cities. Burien has been dealing with their own homelessness crisis situation where there is a group of 50 or something campers and the city in downtown and the city has been trying to figure out how to remove them from this area. And they've been talking about it in the scope of Martin v. Boise. What are we allowed to do uh, under that ruling? And one of the things that they've talked about is whether it's acceptable for shelter beds to be available in another neighboring city. And that's an interesting open question. It's not one that Martin v. Boise, that decision explicitly discussed. So, you know, there there are situations like this where cities have to say, okay, well, there's not a firm precedent. So we have to evaluate our appetite to be sued over this. Yeah. Back to that narrow yet ambiguous ruling, Greg. Have you read the legal documents? What's Seattle's specific argument against Martin v. Boise that it be overturned? One thing to note here is that Seattle's city attorney, Ann Davison, has asked the Supreme Court to overturn these precedents, but Seattle's mayor, Bruce Harrell, has not explicitly done so. Uh, but in uh, City Attorney Ann Davison's press release, she, she talks about cities knowing what's best and that the courts should stay out of it. That's something that is pretty consistent across elected officials along the West Coast. They do. They need all the tools at their disposal. Some of them point to some of this legal ambiguity in Martin v. Boise as well. They say that because in, in the original Martin v. Boise case, it didn't set exactly what cities need to do to avoid being sued. It's time for the Supreme Court to to draw a firmer line there. And then, you know, some cities like San Francisco say, look, we simply don't have the money to actually fix the homelessness crisis. And so give us this option to do this other thing. All right. If these cities succeed and Martin v. Boise is, in fact, overturned by the Supreme Court, what would that mean for someone sleeping on the street? What could that mean? That would mean that it would become more dangerous to be sleeping outside. People would be much more wary of enforcement action at all times. You know, people might be moved more often. And homeless advocates talk about how damaging it is for people have to get up and move where they live constantly, which already happens pretty often. But the threat of Martin v. Boise going away is that cities could be harsher in their penalties, and, and that might make living outside, which is already very difficult, more difficult. Yeah, and entangle people in the criminal justice system simply for being unhoused. One thing to note is that um, you, you get these fines or arrests on your record for essentially being homeless, and ironically, that makes it tougher to get out of homelessness when you have uh, uh, cases on your record. For any of this to move forward, the Supreme Court has to take the case on. They are taking on new cases right now. Could this be one of them? It's not clear whether the Supreme Court will take this on. Uh, it would traditionally or typically be a pretty unusual case for them to take on because it doesn't have a circuit split. That's where different courts have a differing opinion on the same case. This one has a pretty firm legal standing 
but legal experts say that right now with this Supreme Court, 6-3 conservative majority have shown a willingness to take on cases with firm legal precedent, and they're pointing to all this pressure that's building uh, around homelessness around the country on the West Coast with Democratic officials joining more conservative ones, uh, calling for this precedent to be overturned. They think the chances are high for, for the court to take this on. But when we might see if that happens, that's not clear. Okay. All right. Greg Kim, staff reporter with Seattle Times reporting on homelessness. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Patricia. Great talking to you, too. Thank you for listening to Seattle Now. The show is only possible with your support, so click the link in the show notes and help make it happen. Thanks. Today's episode was produced by Vaughn Jones and Matt Martin. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain-Gomez, Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Lucy Suchek. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. 